This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Rana, how do I look? Do you remember that uh, show? How do I was that a show? How do I look? It was like on the Style Network, and it was where um, it's like some ex soap star was the host, and it was given like three options, three different wardrobes for people who needed like a wardrobe change, like a wardrobe makeover. Sure. And then the person chose the it at the end, and they had a big party with their family, and the family was always like, "You look unbelievable," but it was one of those like. Style network shows that was like two pieces of cardboard and like a, a dressing room. Yeah. And they probably went to like, you know, all they did was buy strawberry. Somebody, exactly. Yeah, they went somebody, they went shopping for someone that hadn't been shopping in 10 years. Exactly. So anything they put, they get, and they give them a haircut, of course. They always give them a haircut. They do. Yeah. But I just want, if they always give ha- them a haircut that, that's impossible to maintain. Sure. They give them some kind of a feathered long layer yes. that involves a round brush blowout yep. that no one is ever going to do. Never. As long as they live. Yeah. But speaking of makeovers, somebody got a little makeover. Are you doing some modeling? Is that yes. modeling that I'm doing you're doing? The, I'm doing the wave. Or is that this the wave at football games? I'm doing the wave. <laughs> I don't because- think it goes this way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're I right. It goes it like this or something. comes across the stadium. Oh, oh No, okay. I guess you raise. No, you do raise your you hands. You do. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like conduct. Yeah. yeah. And I'm doing that because these t-shirts, I just want everyone to know my my man has sold so many of these now. I'm so proud. And I'm going to, he, he was, listen, it was either this or a sandwich board that I was going to have to walk down to the corner with. Yeah. So I chose the t-shirt. Well, that's one of the two teas that I bought in order to support Harry's business. Because, Rana, honestly, I get, I mean, I'm always, you know me, I'm always in fear of getting papped out here. So, but now I encourage it. Paparazzi. But now I encourage it because I'm wearing the shirt. Show people, show right up to the camera, show the shirt. Yeah. Come on. Harry's home delivered lobsters. (laughs) 
<laughs> two lo- juggling two lobsters. Exactly. Happy birthday, Mr. Lobster. <laughs> uh, that is so cute. I have to say, you have it with the red ringer yep. and with the navy blue ringer, and I think they're both fabulous. Rhonda, you bought some? I bought them for you, Brian. Those are the shirts I bought. Did you think Harry sent those to you? Yeah. No, okay. I sent those to you. Thank you for supporting the business. I Am I living in an absolute warp of some kind? I just warp? assumed Harry had sent them. I told you flat out, I supported the business, that I had been feeling a little bad. I bought you two T-shirts. I wasn't sure of the color or the size. But you didn't tell me you were buying Harry's T-shirts. I thought I was just going to get like a James Purse or something like that. You thought you were getting Welcome to Gap Kids, this is Brian. How can I help you, T-shirts? By the way, Rana, that wasn't a ripple. (laughs) Talk about a wave. The comments I got, the messages I got of people being like, by far the most shocking thing you've ever said in your life. People would die. Somebody said on Twitter, I've been a Throwing Shade fan for 27 years and this has never come up. Or however long the show's been on. I don't know how, I don't know. I completely, my friend Stephanie texted me. She was like, who I knew in college. She was like, hold on. When did you work at Gap Kids? Oh, she wasn't shocked that you had a Coke problem. She was shocked that you worked at Gap Kids. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best part. That's the best part. Oh, please. I did it like five times. No, I know. Of course. You're not that type. But the- I love that you completely decked out in Ask Ron a merchandise. Well, oh, I guess Harry's Marblehead merchandise, we'll call it. I know so, Heidi said not to be too matchy-matchy ever, but let's face it. It's look a good look. That. These Those red lips and this red iconic lobster. looks. All very iconic looks. Couldn't agree more, Rana. When is our I had Rana and Brian mug coming out? That's my question. I don't know. Although- yeah. They might be a hit. When's me- this mug coming out? It's a better question. Yeah. Honestly, Rana. Yeah. But I have to say that um, if we wanted to do an I Love Rana and Brian, we now's the time because everyone's moving out of New York. So they don't love there anymore, you know? Yeah. I know. Are they really moving? Oh, sorry. I have not eaten a thing, <laughs> Rana. Are you having a bar? I'm having a bar. What's sort uh, of You would bar? love these. It's what called- is that bar? You would love it. It's called. That is quite a crinkle. It is so far from the microphone, I can still hear a crinkle. Kirkland Signature Chocolate Peanut oh, Butter Chocolate. Oh, no. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a Costco buzz, what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bring some over. You would love the cookies and cream. Says who? Well, I don't like them. So I yeah. thought maybe. Oh, you, you got would. a variety pack and you exactly. want to give me the cookies and cream. <laughs> I'll tell you what I don't like. And this is a public service announcement that I'm doing today. Okay. I am furious, okay? So I decided to venture out of my home today and support a local business. I decided to pick, you know, you know I love a quiche, okay? Yes, you do. Because I'm going to indict this place, I'm not going to say their name because oh, I want to give them a chance. They'll know who they are and I want to give them a chance to, to redeem themselves. Because everybody in town listens to the podcast, of course. They're all I, waiting to see if they get noticed or right. mentioned or what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. And I always pretend I have no idea what they're talking about. Well, they, Rana, because yeah. we have Adam O'Byrne, we could blame everything on him if we wanted. Well, that's, of course, that's his job as the producer to be yeah. blamed for everything. Absolutely everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love that they act like they don't know that I know that they're listening. So they sort of, you know, they slip it's like right. when you see somebody you used to date and they just sort of say, and you think, oh, oh, you've been keeping tabs, I say. Oh, It's yeah. like if someone walked up to Julie Roberts and was like, oh, so what do you do? 
Exactly. You know, it's like exactly. we all know what's happening. Here. Let's not be those people. Let's not do that. Yes. Though it would be nice if when you she introduced herself, she said, I'm Julia. It's nice to meet you. Instead of just assuming that people knew she was Julia Rabbits. Yeah. I feel like In we give her a hard time on this show, Rana. I think she deserves every second of that. <laughs> I love and, her. And we don't give her a hard time. I give her a hard time. That's true. You I give her a very easy Huge time. fan. So somehow in the middle, we're giving her a normal time. You're right. Which for a star is still a hard time. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That, that has nothing to do with this. What this has to do with is I picked up a piece of quiche. Now, I love a quiche, a French yes. quiche, when it's done well. I haven't had a piece of quiche in I don't know how long. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to go pick up a piece of quiche, see what's going on. Sure. When I tell you, they never mind what's going on with the operation. Their protocols were in place. It was all fine. No, but I know the place you're talking about, if it's the one you really like. And I'm not going to name it either, but I, it's the one not far from you. When I tell you, mm-hmm. they put a red pepper in their cage. <laughs> Why is that bad? There is nothing to me more desperate than cooking with a red pepper, a hot red pepper. <laughs> a hot, oh, like, um, not like a bell pepper. Yeah, red pepper. You, not th- a there's chi- nothing. No, not a chili, a pepper. And I want, you to, I want you to think about this for a second. More desperate. To me, you want to make your food instantly taste like airplane food, put a red pepper in it. Really? And I don't mean Swiss Air, La Premier Air, and plain food. Excuse no, me. No, I don't. You're, I don't talking, mean Lufthansa. No, you're okay. talking like disgusting business class. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel business class where they want to add a little bit of color to the plate because they know the food is lacking some That's sort of a true. color. Or they do this with the eggs. They want to add a red pepper for a splash of color. Because it holds up to the saute better than a, a tomato does. I mean, now that you're putting it that way, it's sort of akin to putting a piece of parsley by a steak. Sure, though. I don't mind a piece of parsley. No, me neither. Who's it bothering? Well, In fact, the I love bo- the pepper is bothering me, Brian. I think that's pretty clear. This is a public service announcement. Is it I the want sight, people- the taste? It is the <gasps> taste. There is a lingering taste to a red pepper. People must know what I'm talking about. And I don't despise... Look, if you're going to serve me a crudite with a fresh red pepper, I don't mind that. Yeah. It's all right. I don't mind a crunch on a red pepper. Right. But a soft, mushy, lingering, cloying red pepper that's doing nothing but taking up the flavor... Pro- it, it absolutely takes over the flavor profile of whatever it joins. And there's also a lot of water in a bell pepper. Thank you very much. There so is. The, if you want your quiche to curd, I'll put a red pepper in there. Christ. Excuse me. How you've turned this around on me. And you're asking me, why put anything else in there? You want me to be able to identify the cheese or identify the kale or whatever? It's a lazy cheap move. Wow. And this is supposed to be a distinguished bakery of note. Yeah. Excuse me. And I can only put it down to the pandemic because I think it's hard to get the right sort of bakers and help. It's not hard to get the right ingredients at this time of year, but it's hard. No, I guess not. It's hard to get the right help, the Mm. right person to make the quiche. Did you you say, well, now they've heard it. I was going to say, did you say anything, but you just did. Not at the time. Not at the time. 
Well, Brian, right. can I can I cheer us up a little bit? Yeah, let's get um, into some housekeeping or some something. Definitely, because it's but that's my old- PSA, and I'm not really interested in all the people that are thinking right now. I'm going to write to Ron immediately and ask her what she thinks of a Muhammara. What's or what that? What she thinks of a, you know? Uh, I do love a Muhammara. I really don't know what that is. A Muhammara is something you find on a mezza platter. So it's generally made, if I'm not mistaken, with red pepper and maybe either almond or walnut. There's a nut in there. Mm. So it looks like it's it's one of those uh, dips that looks like it's a tomato dip. I know exactly what you're talking about. it's really a red pepper about. dip. Got it. Yeah. So that's not for you. No, I love a Muhammara. Oh, you do? Okay. There are exceptions to every rule. Yeah. But what I'm not interested in is all the people that want to write to me now and tell me how much they love red peppers and how I'm wrong. I'm, I don't think I'm wrong. I'm not interested in being corrected on the red pepper front right I now. I got to say, Ron, at the beginning of this, I thought you were wrong. I don't feel that way anymore. Okay. It did change for me. What's going on? What have we well, got? Well, I want to just share Who's some- writing to us? I wanted to share a little bit of better news, which is Ronna Reads. Oh, yeah. Runaway Head. Through the roof. Runaway hit. Can I read Look, some of the reviews, Rana? You can. I just want people to understand what it is briefly, which is Rana oh, yes. Reads is, if you can think of something more exclusive than me sure. tucking you into bed, if you can yep. think of a more exclusive service than that, yep. then I invite you to write to us at askron at gmail.com and tell us what it is. But uh, this is, it's for Asana Privileges members. It's yep. a, so it's on our exclusive tier. It's not just the regular par- Patreon carriage house tier. And it is a series of me reading a bedtime story to you right from my house in Marblehead and put it tucking you right into bed. People are loving it. Yeah. User ESB says, five stars, excuse me, when Rana read The Giving Tree, I was floored, loved it. Her accent is so homey to me and hilarious, which I don't know how you're going to take that. What accent? Right. Brian is the ultimate co-host. They're just such a lovely pair. Very exciting. So if you want to hear The Giving Tree plus more, patreon.com slash askrana. We've got Giving Tree. We've got The Very Hungry Caterpillar. And we've got The Day the Crayons Quit. And there's more to come. The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. And also Long Distance Thieves, they said, too fabulous, excuse me, five stars, I just ordered coffee for me and my Brian. Although we live across the country from each other, it's wonderful podcasts like this that keep us laughing together and connected. Can't wait until we both brew a cup and gossip. Thanks for the smiles and sage advice. Kiss, kiss. Oh, well, speaking of the coffee, I have a very quick thing I want to say, which is someone named Catherine wrote in, who happens now, to be a coffee lover and a scientist, apparently. This is all I'm going to say. If she's not right, you have just humiliated one of the wisest women I know. Well, I was getting my information from Remington, and that's why I really have to make good on my promise to do a few coffee videos and have a little coffee clatch with the Bixby boys and make sure that I am understanding everything there is to understand about coffee. Of course. But the, why is that so amusing to you? Because or are you just happy you're getting away with eating your protein bar without getting in trouble? <laughs> Does this make it look any more appetizing? Oh, yeah. Well, that No, that makes it look like it's going to go out the way it came in. But that <laughs> makes it look like. <laughs> oh, great. You've ruined them you're all an, for me. You're an absolute Muppet today. What are you telling me? You're not going to eat it anyway? You just took it out the bite. So why did that make you laugh that I brought up the Bixby boys? Because it's just you, Ronna. It, it just is. 
you're, I mean, you're right. It's just that like you are not, you are going to find the absolutely perfect way to do the coffee. And I'm just, it just, it tickles me. That's all. You tickle me. If there's something to know, I'm going to know it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, so uh, Catherine apparently feels she's the same way. She's okay. a scientist and a coffee lover. And she wrote in to say, because I mentioned, I did not say, I, by the way, that I keep my coffee in the freezer. Right. I said that people do keep coffee in the freezer. See, you can't outfox this lady. And you can't outfox a fox, a or, fox. or a snow leopard. Uh-huh. Uh, and what I have been using is those fellow containers, which I said, which which are those vacuum seal containers. The yes. different brands sell them, but they they pump the air out of the out of the container where you're keeping the coffee. Right. And I don't know what Brian does for his coffee. He's never really mentioned it. Well, but I mean, I just keep it on the. I I don't do anything special. You with drink it. so much of it, you just leave the bag out. Oh, I just open that bag, pour it down my throat, <laughs> you know, and then rage. I love. <laughs> I love the idea of you dr- chugging uh, a bag of coffee, just the grounds. I did to have too ground. much today, that's for sure. Uh, but anyway, she said we should not be to keeping coffee in the freezer or take it because when you take it in and out of the freezer, what happens is the uh, there's a condensation. Sure. Because it's freezing and then defrosting and freezing and defrosting, and that that condensation, I believe, gets in the way of the of de- helping. The, the beans deteriorate or whatever. All the right. moisture level. Well, I'm not you sure about how cool it- If you warm and cool them, it affects the moisture level. And the fluctuations damage the beans and cause them to take up, this I'll take a note on, to take up other aromas from the surrounding environment, which we don't want. So that's like when you put something in the freezer and then everything comes out of the freezer smelling like onion. Did you know- Or coffee in some this case. fruits do the same thing. This is a tip. Let's hear it. What kind Say, of for fruits? Instance, I you think didn't it's wear mostly stone. Today. I think it's mostly. I didn't. I think it's mostly <laughs> stone fruits. But I guess with peaches, if they're not ripe and you're ripening them on the counter before, say, you put them in the fridge or something, um, you can't put them near other fruits because as they're ripening, they release a gas that makes the other fruit go bad. Oh, I know. I had never. In so my what are you life. supposed to do? Keep stone fruit in the fridge? Or no, just like in a bowl separate from the Lemons bananas and the whatever. this and the that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're just so they're it's really one bad peach spoils the bunch, not one bad apple. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. And they yeah. they they give everyone else the what for in the meantime, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken to I let my peaches uh turn to a degree on the counter and then I put them in the fridge. Right. That's because good. I because I like them at a certain softness and then I like to keep them there for as long as I That's can. That's the right way to do but it. But if you leave them on the counter, or if the other thing is what I hate, Bob used to do this when he would oh, go no. shopping for for peaches and plums and whatever. Mm-hmm. He would put them on the bottom of the grocery bag, or he would drop a, drop a bunch of potatoes on top of them, which bruises them. When they bruise, they have to be eaten immediately. Either that, or they need to be turned into a puree for a stone fruit. Sangria. You know, I'm not, I know he was an ENT, but I'll say this anyway. When people say, oh, bagging groceries isn't brain surgery. Well, it kind of is. Oh, no, I'm an excellent. You put all the heavy stuff on the bottom. You want to be careful that you could. And the other thing I have to do, it's very important to me. I say, no, 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 dear. Put all of my dairy things together, all of my colds together. Because when I get home, I don't want to spend however much time unpacking. And by me, I mean Yadvina. She's got other things to do. Sure. But if all the dairy and all the refrigerated items are in one bag together, 
much quicker. Yeah. We've got an Alaska update, I hate to tell you. These two. Well, Rana, how could we not? This is starting to feel like an actual, a real rivalry. We started a war in Alaska. Yes, we like did. How, if they didn't write us back, I would have been like, wow, you two really gave up. And so, this, for- now you want to read this because while, I, while you're reading it, I'm going to look up because Ajant the Seal told us where he lives and I don't know where I put it. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. Well, I never, I don't, you know, I can't, listen, he writes to me so often, I can't really share everything that he writes because I don't really have, he's not my only child, if you know what of I'm course, saying. Of course, of uh, course. But he did write to explain where he lives. So will you go ahead and read this one and I'll find okay. out while you're doing it. Hello again, Ron and Brian. Y'all again, for, ex- oh, this is the other guy, sorry. Yeah. This is the other guy. So for those of you who don't know, he signed his last letter, The Alaskan Listener. And we were like, Arjan's going to truly Lose dive into whatever fish hole he can find and never come back up. <laughs> his own ice fishing hole. Ice fishing hole. There we go. But then another guy wrote in, there's a third Alaskan listener. Oh my God, yeah. you're kidding. No, who I can't remember who they are, but go on. Okay. Y'all asked for an update on the Alaskans. Currently, I'm reigning in Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> reigning is misspelled, by the way. It, it, oh, you're, there's no G, you're right. Yeah. Currently, I'm reigning in Anchorage, Alaska, and I'm assuming the other listener may either be here, Fairbanks, or Juneau. I'm sorry if I offended any other listeners from Alaska by saying I'm the Alaskan listener, but let's not kid ourselves. <gasps> I've been a fan for too long to where I feel I can say that. I've been listening to this podcast since it started and throwing shade for over three years now. Also, the best episodes always involve Rana and Trixie Mattel. Excuse me. Throwing shade also really bettered my college experience and had me become more of an activist at a young age. In other news, I'm very so- sorry about the coffee cocktail. I knew when writing that I was going to hit a pressure point between you two. I've just recently purchased the Carriage House blend so you can put your minds at ease. I just really wanted something that would punch me in the face with caffeine. So that's why I went with the Turkish coffee. I'm very excited for the new coffee blend to arrive and see what things I can do with it. Love, love, kiss, kiss. Jaden, we got a name this time. Jaden. Jaden must be very young because he thinks listening to you for three years is a long time. How long has Throwing Shade been on the air? God, 47 years or something since the Cold War. At least 50 years (laughs) since the Cold War. At least 50 years. Yep. Now, I'm not finding this, of course, but what I happen to know is that Ajant is from, uh, he's from the Kenai region because that's why he sent us the dip. Oh. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to explain, to share an explanation of my cultural roots. I'm actually not Inuit or any related Pacific Eskimo group. People in Alaska still use Eskimo, even Eskimos. Long story. Who has the time? Uh, Nor am I part of any one of the famous totems, famous for their totems, uh, for the totem designs that Brian would have seen with his good friend Rebecca on his cruise. Oh, sure. The tribe I'm in is part of the Dina Ina culture family, one that's been fairly marginalized, Russianized, and Americanized. Who cares? This is more information than I was looking for. Well, I'm offended that he didn't say small boat tour. So go ahead. But he did say, think of us as, uh, P.S., we're culturally related to the Navajo or Diné, as they say, and have many similarities in our languages. Think of us as code talkers on ice. I'd pay to see that show. Pardon me. Kiss, kiss. All right. Anyway, he's from another part. I want to say he's from Fairbanks. 
So then I want to say that if this were Game of Thrones, which I've I've only seen two episodes of. What did you call it again? Game of the Kings or? Right. Yes. Scooter Shot. If this was Scooter Shot. If this was Scooter Shot. (laughs) One of them would, isn't there the White Wall? The White Walkers. So he would be the White Walker. Yes, no, the Wall. Or he's by the Wall maybe or the North or whatever it is. And that's Arjant. Yeah. And the other one's more of a city person, so that would probably be the who are the evil um, siblings who have sex? Did, um, the uh, Lannisters. The, he would be so the our Jaden is a Lannister. Yeah, for sure. And oh yeah. Ar, and Arjant is a Snow. Yes, that sounds right to me. Yeah. Sorry, I just remembered he's from Homa, Alaska. I've heard of Homer. Yes. That's all I can say, though, but I've heard of him. up near Homer. That's where okay. he's from. Yeah. And he was also just commissioned, pardon me, Ajant, to do a piece of public art. You're kidding. Up, up there. No, it's some sort of- Is it of, of us? It's a trailhead. No, it's some oh. sort of a trail. And then he also, who cares? You know what? Too much. If Ajant <laughs> wants to write his own memoir, that's his business. Okay. <laughs> I can't. And this guy, that was the guy that wrote to us that he had just made himself a Turkish coffee cocktail, which yeah. of course made me fly into a rage. Furious. Yes, because don't listen to this show and talk about other people's coffee. Just don't do it. And finally, Rana, I just want to say that um, someone wrote in about with condensed milk thoughts. Oh, which, not, I, yeah, this has been the summer of condensed milk for us. So his mother used to make a lemonade pie. Okay. I think for some people, this isn't going to sound good. I think it sounds good. Frozen lemon concentrate, sweetened condensed milk, and Cool Whip. Fold together, mix in berries if you want to be healthy. That's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Pour into a graham cracker crust and pop it in the freezer. Super easy and super sweet. Oh, yeah. So that's like an icebox pie is what that is. Love it. Yeah. That does sound fabulous. Well, Rana, should we talk to... Have we had any more? Here's what I want to know. We haven't really been talking to people about... Reviewing us on iTunes, which is important. True. We haven't been reminding them to subscribe. They subscribe. they might just be listening to this. They might just Not go every week it. and hit stream, stream, stream. Subscribe to the podcast. Please rate and review it. It helps us out so much. And uh, It really does, though, because that's yeah. some sort of an algorithm that that affects. And so if you're trying to think of ways that you want to affect the show and help the show, please do that. Yeah. Obviously, you can buy the coffee at askronacoffee.com. That supports the show. Yeah. But we're sort of forgetting the main thing, which is that we had a little flurry of activity where people started to follow Ask Ron on Instagram. Uh-huh. And now it was sort of like it's sort of like when people there's a there's a cause and everybody gives in the first two days. Yep. And then the people that say, oh, I'm going to do that. I just have to do this first. And You're not going to do it unless you do it. Well, those people have not done it. Yeah. And we need those numbers to climb because and I need that blue check mark. I mean, I ab- really, I saw some guy that had a blue check mark the other day. I don't think he even had 3,000 followers. I don't understand the rhythm or the reason or I the wanted wherefore. I to throw myself I'm sure, Rana. off the salt and pepper bridge. I just I'm wanted sure. to. I wanted I mean- to. I don't blame you. So yeah. p- please follow us on Ask Rana. Do it right now. You're probably listening on your phone anyway. Yeah. Just go to the at Ra- Oh, you're not Rana. on your phone? Oh, you weren't on your phone today? So you, didn't, yeah. you weren't able to do it because you weren't on your phone? Come on. And it would have taken one extra second to touch yeah, Instagram? Literally. Yeah. Just search Ask And there's Ask so Rana much fabulous content. that If you're not following us it's on Instagram, really well curated. how would you have known that Brian and I did a watch along to the WAP video? Correct. How would you have known about Rana Reeds? 
Yeah. Which How is How would you know about the lobster Lulling men? people to sleep all over. How Correct. would you have known about Harry's Home Delivered Lobster Startup and, Business? And my commercial endeavors. Your commercial's fabulous. The, that's on YouTube. YouTube.com slash ask. That's true. Yeah. So okay. We have a fabulous guest today. I'm very I'm excited. I'm excited to meet this guy. Yeah. Oh, well, he's fabulous. He's an old friend of mine. Let's, let, and, and I think he has some exciting news. I think he might have become a homeowner in the last couple of weeks. I want to ask him all about it. Oh. Yeah. All right. Should we get to it? Let's do it. Attention, Carriage House members. Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Brian. Rana, you've Wait, done it again. You know you, what? I what? have. I just, just said you say, have. I have. Don't start an argument with me in front of company. Please. No, I'm not. Forgive me, Langston. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's okay. I, I didn't want to get in the middle of this, but I'm well, glad. And here you are, right in the middle, Langston. Now, yeah. Ronna, I want you to say his last name because I know you're going to do it with your non-accent. Ronna with- doesn't think she has an accent, so you can say it. Well, mm-hmm. who's to say what an accent is? You know, Ronna, I'm not going to have a freshman year discussion with you. <laughs> well, I suppose if we were linguists, that would still be that would be an enduring uh, conversation, an enduring You're right, fil- philosophical conversation. Langston Kerman, Kerman. is our guest today. Mm, sweet fabulous, music. fabulous st- stand-up. <laughs> Langston, I happen to know, spent some time in Boston as a I student, did. so that's he's right. heard Kerman before. He might even think that's how his name's pronounced. Honestly, if you spend enough time there, everything sounds normal after a while. And uh, like you said, what's an accent? Who's to decide? Same. It sounds beautiful to me. Oh, what a guy. Rana, what I don't guy. mean yeah, This to... is my kind of guest. But because he has an MFA in poetry? Did you know that? Because he agrees with me so far on everything. Oh, yeah. Sure. The, the MFA <laughs> is meaningless. It's the agreeing that uh, holds real value. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. Langston, what? Tell me about this. Yeah, here you have a new podcast. And also, I want to know what your big comedy special was because I, I was telling Langston, I was looking on his Instagram. It was so funny to me. He did a huge comedy special. And the only thing he could focus on was he couldn't believe he left his Fitbit on during the, yeah. during the show. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. Well, first of all, I'm embarrassed to have worn a Fitbit at any point in my life, but I'm especially embarrassed <laughs> to. Uh, to not have the the know how to take it off before a comedy special, but that was that was the comedy uh, the half hour on Comedy Central that Amazing. I shot a few years ago, and uh, and now I have a new podcast. It's called My Mama Told Me. It's about black people and conspiracy theories. It's very fun. Oh, cool. yeah. and it's how out does- now. Yeah, it's out now. It came out this week. Is Fabulous. it every, anywhere you can get your podcasts? Is that anywhere the idea? you can get your podcast? When you say conspiracy theories, can you just explain to me briefly how it works? The show. 
Yeah, so every week I I sit down with a, a funny guest, a black person who's who's very funny or in, it's got to uh, be black, or, so it can't be Brian and I. I'm so sorry, Brian. Well, I'll do a little. I'll do a little digging on my 23 in May, so we yeah. can see. If, we'll see if we can book me. If there's even a drop of Ghanaian, you're in. There's, uh, there's got to be an Ethiopian. I think my cousin married an Ethiopian Jew in Israel. I'll see if I can get myself certified. Well, Rana, I don't mean to start anything, but the last time they did a DNA test on someone, that's how they found the Golden State Killer. Mm. So I don't know that you want to do that. Sure. You Good might point. be a murderer as well, and Good you point. you don't want to risk it. Maybe exactly. maybe it's not worth it to get I've on my podcast. I probably left a little evidence in a couple of places that I wish I had. Yeah. <laughs> so you have another black person on. There yeah, I and then we, we uh we we pick a, a conspiracy theory that someone in our li- lives sort of told us about and oh, uh I love we unpack that. it. It's anecdotal. So it's totally anecdotal. Oh yeah. We we do not treat this with any legitimacy whatsoever, which yeah. is part of the fun. And then I do a bunch of research to uh add to the mayhem. I like to I like to dig even further into the potential. Oh, that's legitimacy. fun. So it's almost like an urban legend. Mm-hmm. Where you say, well, the, where I grew up, there was a, using Bigfoot as an example, there yep. was a story about this. And then you say, well, that's interesting because this also came from, there used to be stories in this part exactly. of the country about blah, 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 blah. And so you're using that MFA. Hell yeah. And yeah. just to be clear with everyone, just so we get out of the way, you are anti-mask and QAnon pro? Well, I'm anti-mask. I'm QAnon rising, if that makes Got sense. I'm, yeah. I'm, I just wanted to be clear. I'm working gonna, my way up into that space. We're gonna, we're gonna get to that. Now's we're the time. Get to that. That's right. Uh, won't, they won't officially confirm me, but I'll get there. I'll, I'll earn my keep. It's just hard work and and a lot of steps. So good thing you have that Fitbit. Well, we do actually have a question about that today. Should I we mean, start with it? Let's start with it. Let's what? do mm-hmm. it. Dear Ron O'Brien and guest. That's, That's Langston. me. Langston Kerman. Kerman. I yeah. love you tie-dye shirt, Langston. Where'd oh, you get thank that? You. Oh, I don't know. It's got Smokey the Bear on it. And, I love you know. it. Tie-dye has been one of the nostalgia themes that have been very hot during quarantine. Everybody's yes. into tie-dye. Yeah. People are doing it with wine now. Well, People, well you can uh, only drink so much. You that's know? true. Right. And, and by then, doing it, I think Brian means going to socially distanced weddings and throwing red wine at the bride, which was <laughs> something that we, that's we suggested what I mean by in, an, in an earlier episode. <laughs> that's right. Uh, several of my family members believe in the conspiracy theories that are being spread by QAnon. Okay. How do I thought... <laughs> This is already a ridiculous question. <laughs> Should we explain How, what QAnon is for anyone well, who we, might not know? Well, why don't we finish the question then we'll okay, explain all right, fine. where people can sign up for QAnon. Okay. How do I thoughtfully tell them they are batshit crazy so I can protect their children from learning or believing anything QAnon related? Sincerely, worried, dot, 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 just worried. P.S. I know we should all have a healthy level of skepticism, but this group is spreading a dangerous and violent message uh, to millions of people. Mm. I wonder which family members. Yeah. Oh, does that change the advice you would give? Do, if it's like a Good question, the, actually, the mom, <laughs> do you give different advice? Well, if it were if like my brother uncle? or sister, I'd be like, you know, that you're a total fucking moron. You know right. what I mean? But sure. if, if it were my parents, I would, I would probably just be like, you know, I, I read, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I guess point them to articles. 
this is the deal with people like this for me. Mm-hmm. You just feel powerless talking to someone crazy. Like there's just what do you what what would you do, Langston? What do you well, think? Well, I find that uh, the most effective way of going into this at this point is is no longer telling people that they're crazy. They've been called crazy, which is part of the reason they are seeking this alternative information. Yeah, and that's so a very good point. It's it's more effective to be like, hmm, I've heard something like that, and then introduce a completely real fact to them. Uh, that slightly maybe enters into the conversation that they're having, but also like introduces a more legitimate uh, explanation so for the things they think. So I've heard that pedo- that's that actually great advice. I've heard that operating a pedophile ring out of the back of a pizza pala, and you say I've heard pizza is delicious. Right. You well, sure. you say oh, I've An heard edible. about these pedophiles. Oh, those pedophiles are terrible. And then you say, but this pizza uh, place doesn't have any pedophiles. And then you guys move on and have a nice meal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you, <laughs> you just show them a better pizza place. I think, and because so the whole thing with QAnon is that right that they're, 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 the Democrats are run by a ring of pedophiles is essentially it. And then they say something about the storm all the time, like we are the storm or something. Well, I oh, Ronna, no, please no. go ahead, please. I I please. I think that uh, it's not just limited to Democrats. I think that they believe that a person named Q, I believe, is uh, has like the secrets to the government. Is exposing yes. government secrets. Is exposing it. all of the dark, hidden secrets of the government, and specifically, Trump is tapped into that information. So yes. it's not even like they're like aligning so much with Republicans over Democrats. It's more that like the government as a whole is a farce and we need to like break down the truth that, that is being kept secret and is filled with devil worshipers and pedophiles. Exactly. It's part of it. Okay. It's, National Treasure Book of Secrets. Uh huh. <laughs> is that the, was, that, was that the second that's one? The Nicolas Cage uh, series. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. The one with Sean Connery. Sure. No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know whether he's I in that. No I don't think he's in that. It's okay. Nicolas Cage. That's The Rock. He was and in The Rock. That's <laughs> true. Oh yeah. The Rock. The Rock's pretty fun though. The one that where he escapes from Alcatraz. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was Nicolas Cage playing. Um, Nicholas uh, Cage plays Sean Connery. Know. No, he plays. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe. It seemed think, to me from the previews that he was. On some level, they're all playing Sean Connery. Yeah, I think true. in his heart, yeah. Nicholas Cage has always been playing Sean Connery. <laughs> I He's think so anyone true. who ever saw Sean Connery play James Bond has been playing jo- Sean Connery. That's right. Yeah. Uh, whether he's Vin Diesel or the ro- sure. or the actual Rock or whoever else, they're all speaking in a Scottish accent at home. Yes. They're right. they're Sean Connery in their. They're hearts. all playing Completely. that alpha male, mm-hmm. but QAnon, and again, this is what's so. F- I don't even want to say fascinating because it really isn't fascinating. It's just sad. But the thing that's so odd about it is, I really think you tapped into something, Langston, when you said. The reason that they're even saying this is because they're already they're already mad and they've already run out of options when it comes to being told they were wrong about something. These mm-hmm. are people that want to feel like they're right about something. But and they by don't- the way, it's easy to feel right about something when you can't it's so outrageous that you can't prove that they're wrong. Like what yeah. they're so upset about is actually unprovable. Well, these mm-hmm. are also not educated people. So these are people that feel 
disempowered or disenfranchised as part of the system. And the like, you're not better than me mentality. A and that's why a lot of this is also sort of whether, whether it is totally, uh, you know, under the surface or not tied into white supremacy, because mm-hmm. even though white supremacy feels like such a, it is such a powerful concept and such a powerful way to describe the way that people behave, but it's also really just a very insidious feeling of, uh, disempowerment by people, which yeah. is people that feel truly that that's the part that's even scarier than the KKK or that this people that. feel like, at, at least I'm white and you can't take that away from me or something. They just, well, it's not even that they feel that white being white is necessarily better. They just feel that their status is being taken away from them. Yeah, and I so think, they need some way to feel powerful and have status again. I think there's a fair amount of people in this country and, and uh, for the most part, many of them happen to be white that were promised a lot of things, um, not literally, but sort of figuratively yes. by the world uh, that they are not getting out of whatever they think totally. the world is. And so the response is, well, there has to be something sinister on the back end that's keeping me from getting the things totally. that I deserve. Got it. Instead and of just a- being honest and being like, oh, you didn't like work that hard. And also you, you know, you're not that fun to look at, like nothing in also, your life. <laughs> and you've also spent 20 years voting for the wrong people and the wrong policies. Yeah. And so really what it is, is it is about an emotional response to that feeling of powerlessness and not getting whatever you were told you were going to get just because you were born and this is America and everyone's going to have, you know, and the streets are paved with gold and all of that. Mm-hmm. But not having enough either curiosity or education or sophistication to say, huh, who's the person that sets the policies? Who, how does that work? Do I want that? Does that help my life? Is it helpful to me if there's a affordable way for us all to get healthcare or could I win the lottery tomorrow and then I'm going to be mad if they take my money? I mean, there's so much uneducated voting going on for going back so long and not to mention poor education about what really, how society is constructed. Yeah, I think that's also the fascinating thing about the QAnon people is there, it's actually a lot of middle class sort of like moms and and uh, older parents who are sort of falling into this window. And, and to your point, it's not just uh, a lack of education, but the wrong type of education yeah. that is pushing them towards like these weird choices. And I the read. people that feel left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so now, I mean, it's like these multi-level marketing schemes. It really is. Did any yeah. of you ever read any of the Left Behind series books? <laughs> I, did I, I did not. I read two of them. I grew up in an ultra-Christian conservative household, Langston. Yeah. Every Christmas I got a Left Behind book. What is a Left Behind book? I've never heard of it. Yeah. Oh, you haven't? No, no tell not. me more. Langston oh, and I are uh, Eastern liberals. We don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we don't. We're, yeah. we're Eastern liberals. We yeah. don't know anything about the left this. Left Behind books, <laughs> every single one has a huge po- or quote um, praising the book from Kirk Cameron. Each each one oh. has. He's, oh. He loves these books. Okay. He adapted one to star in a movie. It's basically... In the Bible, it's all about revelations and how, what the sort of, who's going to, who's going to go to heaven and who's going to go to hell and who's left behind and who can make up for it. So it's this disaster series, but steeped in like New Testament 
um, specifically like revelations, like judgment of like wow. who made it. Oh, you didn't. It's that. Yeah. Oh shit. Kirk yeah. Cameron really made a heel turn, huh? <laughs> yeah. As just as a person, he really did a flip because he, he was really dead. He was a bad boy on that show. Growing yeah. He didn't swim a lap. He swam the ocean. He yeah. just was like all in every step of the it way. It is always interesting to see people that are famous or successful at a young age then often feel they go through some kind of crisis and feel they need a belief system or because something. Because they weren't educated, mm-hmm. probably. And yeah. they, it is always interesting to see who turns to drugs or who turns to religion or who gets married at 17 and a half or who, or who never gets married. Gibson, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Me. Listen, yeah, the guy makes perfect films. <laughs> what do you want from Langston, me? Langston, <laughs> I just want to say. She he, likes Apocalypto. He is, I like a lot of his films. I don't like what he stands for. Sure. But I, but I, I do find it hard to reconcile how much I've enjoyed. She's seen but Hacksaw again, Ridge 25 times. Look, listen, wow. Hacksaw Ridge I can't stand. Hacksaw Ridge, I, I, to be honest, Hacksaw Ridge I couldn't get through. Mm-hmm. I thought it was absolutely awful. It was but what women want that put you over the edge where you're it like, was, ah, well, he's just, is- <laughs> I don't necessarily like seeing him in a film though. That's not true. Uh, year of living dangerously is one of my favorite films. Cause Peter sure. Weir is one of my favorite filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have to say apocalypto. It's hard to deny. Mm-hmm. He went down to the Amazon. He made a, they he dragged a power cable into the middle of the Amazon <laughs> and he made, and he made a perfect film. What can I say? Rana, I'll say it again. He would not like you if he met you. Doesn't that count for anything? No, he would absolutely like me if he met me. But what he would not like, he's one of those people who thinks, I like this Jew. I just mm-hmm. don't like Jews. That's uh, fair. Yes. I also think that he yeah. uh, at some point would say something mean about you in his car. No like question. He, he's, no, that's his move. He'd yeah. like you. He'd be very polite. You'd have a, an enjoyable time. And then he would say something very bigoted in the car. And then, Absolutely. Yep. Maybe, and blame it, blame maybe it on the booze. Maybe somehow he butt dialed you in the middle of it and yeah. you get to hear it. It would it, get back to me. Uh, I think he. I think there's a, a some sort of response in him, like an animal response that he hears a click of a recorder and it's like, mm-hmm. time to shine. It just spews <laughs> craziness. Well, it that's because he's a star. The man, right. the man has to be on camera. He that's has true. to shine. He lives out loud. He lives uh-huh. out loud. But I, Very have to, loud. I will say, tr- truthfully, I do not think he would like me if he met me, Brian. I agree. I think I would, I think there is a misogyny button that would go off in him in an instant. The second I opened my mouth mm-hmm. and had an opinion, it would drive him crazy. I don't think he's really interested in, in women that have strong opinions. Uh, but it is a sh- tragedy because he was a really gifted young actor and a complete star. Mm-hmm. It's a complete sure. I mean, when you, really, when you look at a movie like You Have Living Dangerously, you can't, you just, all you can do is watch him. And he's, and he's a terrific actor, at least. Great. As a younger person, but mm-hmm. no, I mean, I, mean, I, now I he's would the argue Kurt, just like Kurt Cameron, the same, I, you know, yeah, I would argue they... he's probably still pretty good at it. You just got to wrestle with everything else. And uh, for some so, of us, it's yeah. not worth it. That, there and, is and, not enough time. And no. that tick, tick boom is now in his face. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. see it now. No in question. A way. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lethal Weapon was probably the last. That was probably the missing link movie. Where everybody said, oh, he's so good at playing a crazy person. And no, 
No. no, he's a crazy person now. He's not That's pretending. Who he is. Yeah. Rana, he's would you, what would you say to this person to tell their parents or their family, whoever it is? I think what would that you they're say? talking about siblings and they're talking about cousins probably because they're talking oh. about children. Protect oh, their right. children from learning or believing anything QAnon right. related. Mm-hmm. I th- honestly, I think this is so hard, but I think it's such a sad moment, but there is a moment at some point where you say... There's nothing I can, they're going to raise these kids, whatever way they're going to raise them. The only thing that you can do is you can sort of present an alternative narrative. You can be an example of something else. And usually when people have crazy parents, even when they're really young kids, at some point they know, "Mm, my mother's crazy and her siblings aren't crazy or this Mm -hmm. one's crazy and that something isn't adding up because it's not like that. When they hit about 11, probably, the concept of fairness and equanimity and everything else in the world, those things start to really make sense to you. And you realize the inconsistencies in adults around you, and you sort of start to connect that stuff. And there there may be a moment where one of these kids rings your doorbell at 16 and says, I live here now. And you, say, and you say, okay. Uh, well, you I've, make that uh, Macaulay Culkin myself, and yep. uh, now I'm coming over to your house. They're either going to totally stay inside the fold with this parent, or they're going to... By the way, this is who the parent is now queuing on. They'll be selling Ginsu knives in four months, and then... Five years from now, it'll be a different thing. Oh, you and mean they just go all in on some, whatever that belief system is? They're not coming... B- you cannot bring a QAnon believer back, first of all, to a place of normalcy. <laughs> it would be well, it'd be too embarrassing for them. And also it's, just you're already so far gone. The only thing you can hope is maybe they're lonely and they start dating somebody else that has a different belief system and mm-hmm. then they attach to that. But these are people that have a very soft center and are very lonely and are looking for a community. And that's what they've found here. And they're not real. I mean, even if you go an inch into these QAnon conspiracies. They really, none of them add up. And they're one of those things where people are just constantly uh, reverse engineering facts. So if you say, well, Trump said he's not QAnon. He said he doesn't believe in QAnon, which by the way is absolutely not what he did. He's been ordering pizza and saying, basically saying about the QAnon people. <laughs> he says they have a lot of love for this country. There's That's a lot what he of said. good people on mm-hmm. both sides. It's yeah. the same. I'll take any vote where I can get it. And I don't yeah. care who, and I'm not judging who's good and bad because I'm not judging myself on who's good or bad. I just care about power and staying in power, et cetera. But these people, if, if Trump came out and said what everybody would love him to say, which is, this is nonsense. It doesn't exist. Da, 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 da. Then the next day, somebody would say, that was so smart of Trump to say that yeah. because he knows the government is closing yeah, in yeah, on yeah. him. And so he needed to say that in order for Q, you know, Q told us that Trump knows there's another faction in the government. That, I mean, everything is nonsense. Yes. I have to say this. Um, so there is no argument to have and no unraveling of anything to do. The only thing you can do is just be a very cool, different version of your family if this kid decides to attach what, to that. Start wearing sunglasses early. Yeah. Be oh, yeah. chill. Also, I wanted to say, um, <laughs> did you know that like something like only 2 or 3% of high schools even offer a government class anymore? Like It's just non-existent in most schools now. The, oh, no one you, has any education on how the government works. Were you were, were oh like the classes? You're not even saying like mock government. You're saying like literally no, like, they don't the even U.S. Teach government you. civics. It's it's just doesn't even happen anymore. So people 
really, it's not even really their fault, grow up not knowing what power they have, mm-hmm. how the Constitution works, and what the branches of government even are. Right. Um, which is wild. So, because it seems like the thing to beat this, like you both said, is like better education on things. People are very lazy, also lazy and emotional. And they mm-hmm. just want to feel empowered in some way. And it's totally insane and dangerous. And this is just like the Tea Patty was, though. All those people that you thought, is there, is there any way that someone would vote these crazy people into office? And here it is happening. At well, least people that, are having think- primaries. I mean, the House is always crazy anyway, but there's always a few in the House that you just think, where did th- these, I, these I, ones come from? But I think that's my frustration, uh, if, if we can shame the questioner a little bit. I, I think that's my frustration with the, the, the question, because I would argue that this person or these people in your family have probably demonstrated the potential for these kinds of behaviors well before QAnon sure. became a sure. thing. So like this is you were meant to intervene well before a lot of this and you opted not to. And now you're like, hey, they're really wilding on the Internet. And it's like, I don't know, bro, I can't really help fix what you let get this bad. Like a lot of this is behavior you could have stopped years ago. But you you chilled because, you know, this one didn't bug you quite as much. And you have to decide how much of that stress you want in your life in terms of these arguments. But I also don't think there's anything wrong if you're that sort of person with saying, Mm -hmm. I just want you to know, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, think about what you actually said. I just want to like quickly go through what you said. So I just want to make sure I have it right. You don't know how many times I've had that conversation. (laughs) And in the pizza place, children are being, while they're flipping the pizzas and putting the pepperoni on the pizzas, there's an extra room. I just want to make sure I understand how it works. What they'll say to you, I've been down this road with people in my family over and over and over again. What they'll say is like, yeah, I do. I mean, it's like talking to a table. There's just- So if nothing else, if you really are worried about these kids and you have the opportunity to be in front of them, which if you don't right now, you will at some point, you're welcome to, in a jovial fashion, introduce that counter argument so that at least the child has heard a counterpoint out loud. But I would not make it a hill to die on because there is nowhere to get to with this. It's more of a performance. Hold a candy dish. Of like classic children's candy, like Werther's, lemon love drops, it. like black <laughs> sure. licorice. Sure. The thing and children really are looking they for. They love it. And yeah. so just hold that. <laughs> black licorice. Candy cigarettes and yeah. say, look, you have to choose it. Like, you know how you would a dog if one of you had food and the other didn't? He'll run to the one with the food. Sure. Mm-hmm. Tell the children. <laughs> Do you want some of this or do you want some of that? Right. Yeah. But it's, less- that, it's that scene from uh from Airbud right at the end when the <laughs> when the guy shows back up and he wants his dog back and the dog has to decide between the man who abused him and left him or the boy who taught him to play basketball also in a possibly abusive way. But which abuse True. is Airbud going to choose? The fun one. And the fun one. That's right. <laughs> the one with the ball. <laughs> the one that ruined his joints, but was fun. Because sure. he's a dog. So, the, <laughs> so he just wants the, the ball. The one that let him die and then replaced him with a different dog two movies later. <laughs> Absolutely. 
<laughs> okay, should we, Ron? Are you ready for? Yeah, quick, go. go uh, shall you want to do this one, or I'm you go to this next one? Let's do this cute little question. Which one is it? The first one. Sorry. Hi, hi, Ron and Brian. I'll just oh, do this one. You'll oh, do okay. the next one. Okay. Hi, Ron and Brian. Long time listener, first time caller. Mm. I wanted to get my boyfriend some new kitchen gadgets for his birthday. In addition to the global chef sniped I just purchased, excuse me, I was wondering if you had a favorite go-to meat thermometer. Thanks, Nicole. Mm. Any meat thermometer tips? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to respectfully bow out. This guest didn't even, this questioner didn't even acknowledge me as the it's guest true. on the show. And You're so right. I knew... I knew this had nothing to do with me, and, and <laughs> she was correct. I, I have no clue about meat thermometers. The, this is your opportunity. There's a bit, there has been a lot of meat thermometer talk. And uh, oven thermometer talk. Yes. But I mean, in the popular consciousness. Mm-hmm. Sure. But Brian, I think you were saying you just bought a meat thermometer. The best meat thermometers in the biz <laughs> yeah. are thus. I'm listening. Okay. The first one is... Is this according to you or according to Wyakata? America's Test Kitchen. Okay. Mm. Oh, test, okay. They Fabulous. test them all. Great. Three options for a meat thermometer. Okay. The first option is the Thermoworks Thermopen. Yeah. That's, okay. I don't have that one. That one's a little... I think it's like $150 or something. It's completely accurate. They're but surprisingly expensive meat thermometers. I don't know expensive. why. The good ones are. But Thermo makes... Yeah. The, the one I have is the Thermopop. Which is like 90s cool. I love the idea of a pop. Remember they used to put a thing inside of a pot roast or something and then it would pop when it was done? Yes. That's what the, that's the meat thermometer. Is that not the meat ther- thermometer? No, it is. It is like Okay. If, but it was like a pe- piece of plastic or something. It was something. a piece of plastic and it would bubble up and it'd be like, congratulations, your turkey's 50 degrees over he- overheated, oh. overcooked. But um, no, a meat thermometer is like a, literally a thermometer you put in the meat Typically, mm-hmm. when it's done, and it gives you like an instant read on what te- in the internal temperature is. Okay, because so, chicken needs to be at least 165 degrees, exactly. and and if you Depending want if your steak perfectly rare, medium, medium rare, you want it at this temperature, and then it has to rest for 15 minutes, and it's going to cook a little longer when it does that. I mean, uh, I use an old fashioned meat thermometer. I use an actual thermometer, right. so I put it in and I stand there for. 24 seconds while it rises to the sure but it is not perfectly accurate so thermoworks okay the thermoworks are the, are the ones who really do the good ones i have the thermopop because it's the less expensive one and it's just as accurate it just um the only thing with it i guess is that it doesn't have as many angles to read off of it like the idea with the thermo thing is you stick it in anywhere and you can read it from anywhere. You're like you don't have to like crouch over to look at it. It's just clear as day. Whereas the thermopop, it has like really one side, which oh, to me is that's how they with. get you. They, yeah, that's exactly. a big old scam. I don't need to. Who's reading their meat thermometer from forty yards away? Exactly. Could not agree. Get out of here. People fetishize this stuff. There's probably an app that goes with it. Mm-hmm. And the third kind of meat thermometer I could recommend. Yes. I'm not going to do it. Oh, Uh-oh. it's a joke about your penis or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys yeah. for laughing. It, thank you. Sometimes it's the jokes that go unsaid that are the funniest. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I have a meat thermometer for you. That was the joke uh, or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. 
You can you let me put it this way. Mine's the Therma the bigger one. <laughs> so and wait you a can second. you can read it from a mile away, Ron. So you're telling me that they America's Test Kitchen only recommended two? They tested them all and they only recommended two. There it was just the clearest of winners, but you know what? I'll, do you you say yours and I'll look on their website right now to see what their one no, runners are? No, that's I told you I use an old fashioned all clad, but the Thermaworks is the one that I have heard is the one to go. And with. they come in a ton of different colors, which is kind of fun. Yeah. So you could get like if you need that level of uh, excitement. When I you're would recommend the meat. getting one of those thermometers yeah. you put in your ear and just put that in the meat and sure uh, and you press if it has that. A, if it has a mechanism just hope that it doesn't break and the mercury gets all over you <sighs> all over your chicken okay well, you know, test you, you kitchen know what they, has... how come they don't have a gun one like they do now when you Why go into not? a store now when you go into a store they take your temperature they should be able to do oh, that like to they a do chicken that. okay so here's what they have they have <laughs> ratings on brian uh, your frame just went bananas oh sorry because I'm, I'm reading I've been reading this entire time. I don't know what you guys have been talking about. But <laughs> because um, okay. And what happens in Left Behind, in the third Left Behind book? That's what I, did, I only now, read the first two. Oh, I thought that's what you were reading during the show today. <laughs> so the most highly recommended is the Thermoworks Thermopen, which we said before. Their yeah. second one is the OXO ther- Thermocouple Thermometer. Those are for digital. However, they also have a completely different rating for the, the thermometers you're talking about, Rana. Right. Thermometers. Except for actual thermometers and not yeah. instant read. Mm. What's so, their favorite of that? Mine's okay, an all clad. I'm going to tell you right now. It's loading. But you guys each have to guess. What do you think it's going to be? Uh, Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, why aren't they in the meat thermometer Rana, business? It's oh my God, push. you're not going to believe it. I got beat. They don't recommend one of them. They said they were all failures. Oh, well, there you wow. go. I believe that. All right, now I'm going to get a Thermal Works too. Let's move on to a real question, shall we? Okay. Brian, you're <laughs> That to me was one. hot button, literally. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've been- Thermometer. Well, okay. This has been already insane. We went through QAnon, which is make-believe. That's and true. And then we went to thermometers. Let's get to some real okay, human, human question here. Sure. Some okay. real meat. Yeah. Yeah. And potatoes. Exactly. <laughs> or meat and two veg, as the uh, as the British say. Yeah. Oh. Langston, when you lived in Boston, where did you live, dear? Uh, I lived in Mission Hill. I lived, oh. Yeah, at the end of the E, if that means anything. It's, sure. You know, of course it means something to you. You lived there, but it, yes, yeah, I was at the end of the E line. But you get a good view in Mission Hill. You do. You get a good view of uh, yeah. a lot of bikers going down that hill and uh, wiping out and uh, barely surviving. It, it was a nice uh, <laughs> every winter. I watch people There's, nearly kill themselves. I know because no down. one because no one ever believes that the ice is there. They call yeah. it black black ice because you can't really see it because is that the, by it's the same color as the pavement. Yeah, go ahead, dear. Is that by Cheers? No, that's uh, no. Beacon Hill. Okay. No, Cheers. Cheers is on the is like more downtownish, if it, uh, or you know, and then it's right this... off of the Public Garden, sort of on the edge of Beacon Hill. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Beautiful. I've been there. Yeah. 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 Nice. That okay. place is nice. Read your question, please. <laughs> oh, okay. Public Garden. Public. The Public Garden is definitely, I would say, my favorite public park in Boston. It's so nice. Yeah. They do a nice job keeping that maintained. Dear Rana. Make way for ducklings. That'll be one of our Rana Reed selections coming up. Was oh, that a book? It's a very famous children's book that takes place in the public garden in Boston. That's exciting. Yeah. 
Dear Rana, Brian, and esteemed guests. Yes. All right. Finally. Okay. This time Finally. you got real credit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm a 39-year-old single woman who has had some pretty bad experiences with relationships and men who are not emotionally available. Last summer, or summer, if Rana's reading this, they put that in there, Rana. I met a guy who manages the restaurant next door to my apartment building. All this talk of me, I mean, I mean. I know you're right. It's a real, we're really bullying Rana today. Yeah. It, it, you know what? If I was I the younger generation, I would take this very personally. Yeah. I bet you would. Yeah. But it, it's all out of love, Rana. Truly. Because this generation takes everything per, everything is totally personal. Yeah. When you say this generation, do you mean your generation? I mean, or even, bu- I mean even below your generation and probably below Zoomers. Langston. Is that what they're called? I think sometimes they call them Zoomers. Instead oh, of boomers, wow. the Zoomers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. All right. That's what I've heard. Okay. Um, everything is happening to them. It doesn't. Right. There is, everything is meant for them and is happening to them. It is 100% personal. But that's Someone all says youth, it to you. Isn't it? Yeah, no, I think. I, I think that's being young. I think it's exacerbated by the narcissistic social media culture, which is like a funnel where everything yeah. just comes straight to you. Well, yeah, well if, how, I, yeah. if I had the, the opportunity to say every feeling I had at 16 out loud, oh boy, I'd be uh, obnoxious too. Yeah. I would kick me out of the house yeah, is what I would exactly. do. <laughs> Fortunately, I had a basement uh, where my mom sure. would send me down to go deal with whatever I was dealing with. <laughs> Honestly, that's not a bad idea. Just you should have a separate room for like, go think about it. Well, yeah. sure, they don't, no one that. has to take a time out ever anymore. Everything is, tell me immediately what you're feeling and your feelings are valid in this moment. As you opposed to having to stop process Decide how you feel and then express it. Okay, 39-year-old single woman, bad experience with relationships and men who are not emotionally available. Last summer, I met a guy who manages the restaurant next door to my apartment building. He is gorgeous. Yes. After a few weeks of chatting casually, he wrote his phone number on a piece of paper and taped it to the top of my takeout. I I truly thought she was going to say head. We started texting a bit after that. (laughs) It's a better story. It's a better story. He's a clown who trained in Paris, and he wants to be a performance artist. Correct. We started texting a bit after that, and he said he wanted to get a drink with me, but it never happened. Last month, we ran into each other, and he asked if we could hang out. So I invited him to come over to watch 90 Day Fiance with me. Great show. Oh, okay. One of the best, honestly. Twice he came over. I do all the time. I love it so much. Angela and Michael are uh are oh may I say uh the best couple to ever exist and uh Which both one is on Angela the show and, and Michael? The show. He is he's basically she's uh baby ba- uh, baby girl Lisa. Baby girl is, Lisa. Angela right. is oh, basically Angela, baby girl. Oh, Angela's the one who has one egg from Georgia. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. She's yes. Toast. yeah, that she's like well that was when they went to the animal park together and he said I really do want to have a family. So this is, you know, this is hard news for me. I'm thinking about it. And she mm-hmm. said, well, that is not the reaction I thought you would get. <laughs> she's she she's truly she had, an animal. She told him she had half <laughs> half an egg left and that she's going through this charade of being 56 years old. Like somehow yeah. she's going to have a child. Well, here's what I love. 
and and this is I I I take personally. I am not a big fan of Baby Girl Lisa. I think Baby Girl Lisa is a very mean lady, abusive, who, yeah. who, who wants a slave secretly. She wants to own that Nigerian man and keep him for herself as like a, a housekeeper or some shit. Yes, but I do genuinely believe in the love between Michael and Angela, and I think that they're just both <laughs> extremely unhealthy people who yeah. uh, more than anything want to just mush into each other and create a family despite all of the ways that that's impossible you can't say they're not passionate yes they're they (laughs) and they they speak to each other in a way that so many of the other couples on the show don't even know how to communicate they're like there's a a level of healthy communication that if you dig past all the the wild upsetting things that they say (laughs) is is really fun to watch I love that. Yeah, I love watching them. They're I have to say, I like, and I love the relationship between the Israeli guy and the girl from Florida who were oh, on boy. Pillow Talk. Because they're yeah, like no, pretty that's, stable, uh, right? the other way. I think they're really meant for each other. No, they're on Pillow Talk and they just had a baby and he's- uh, They're also on the other way though. Or they were oh, on they the are? other way. Yeah. Were they on the other oh, way? Oh, no. You, oh, you said the, the Israeli guy and the, the, and oh, the, girl the Jewish Florida. girl from yes. Florida. Oh, no. Exactly. They were on yeah. regular 90 Day. They, yeah, they were on regular 90 right Day. Everyone's right except me. Yeah. I yeah. think <laughs> they totally married the right guy. I love it when they sit in bed and he brings his he's stinky- He's so handsome too. He brings his stinky fish yeah, to gorgeous. eat in the bed um, and she tells him to get out of here. And I just yeah. think that they're very- the very they seem they seem very well matched to me. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Gorgeous left a note on the takeout. Yeah, she invited him over to watch. But then it never fiance. came together, which I think is interesting. Okay. No, she said twice he came over. Oh yes, and nothing happened physically. I guess. I really thought that he might just be into ninety day fiance and not me. Then the third time he looked at me with his gorgeous blue eyes and kissed me passionately. Hell yeah! That was about three weeks ago. <laughs> And since then, we've seen each other several times a week. We go on dates, and he's asked me repeatedly to stay the night, which I have refused because that's a boundary for me when it comes to friends who have sex with each other and a relationship. Huh. Oh, I guess that's a division for her. Okay. Okay. Uh, So she – okay, we'll we'll finish. I guess the line is like staying the night means relationship. Yeah, I think she's implying that like she wants to clarify the relationship before she commits to staying the evening with her gentleman suitor. So I guess here's the issue. We have a 17-year age gap. I am a partner at a law firm, and he is a bar manager who is applying to college. Note, men go to college later here due to mandatory army service. Oh, okay. I look much younger than my age due to a healthy combination of good genes, daily sunscreen, and staying fit. And he looks older than 22, so we don't look like Jenny and Sumit when we go out. But I'm still... <laughs> oh, I love on. them. I do. Yeah, if Sumit ever learns to be honest, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. <laughs> one of these days. That's the one, the guy in India? Yes. Yeah. Who was about 50 and said his mother said he had to break up with her, and she's about 65. Yeah. Right, but originally yeah. he said he was like 24 and a completely different person. And yeah. then she got there and was like, it's okay. And then he said, like, I can't wait to start a family with you. But then was like, oh, wait, I already have a family. Yeah, I'm married. Like, no and, problem. Uh, <laughs> and also my old family is going to kidnap me and uh, take me <laughs> yeah. away from you. And she still showed back up. That, yeah. I love Jenny. I'm a I big do fan too. of Jenny. I, I really do. She's a, she's a <laughs> I wish we had talked to Langston about Big Ed and Rosemary. I want to talk about that too. But anyway. Oh, I'll I'll talk Big Ed and, and Rose all day. And 
What about God. Dassey? How do you feel about the sisters? The show should be starting any minute, Brian. Did I, I know. I, I think they're the worst human beings <gasps> on this planet Earth. I can't. I think that that is a an incomplete lady who has uh, continuously you, put herself. They're amoebas. Did, those two. did you? Yes. Oh God! I'm going to lose my mind. Two cells that never should have made one person, and instead they made two. Yeah. And then all kinds of information got. Boy, left are out. you two wrong? Like, I, like a brain and a soul. What an empty shell of a human being Darcy is. Oh, yuck. That breaks my heart. Go she ahead, is, Ryan. Tell me about she how. Is, she's my ride or die. I have been oh with her God. since the start of this show. I have been with her. I saw her through Jesse. I saw her through Tom twice. Yes. All she wants is love <laughs> and for someone to love her. She's her well, own worst enemy. Well, she wants to be loved, but she doesn't know how to love or what it means. Which, Rana, say, that's Brian, Shakespeare. Brian, if you were in a room with her, if you were if you were in a room with her. Oh, Blink I couldn't last 10 minutes. The yeah. desperation is, is, it's unlovable. She's also like a You're Furby. Right. She's like a Furby. Yes. Yes. Just blinking. The constant what about, but need Tom, to be what told about, What about a terrible pretty. person, Thomas? Thomas, oh, awful. listen. Her men are not good people. This isn't me That's like picking true. sides and being like, "Oh, Jesse was great. Tom is great. They're all awful." She literally she like cannot be five minutes without asking them like what they are or like why she, they're not telling her she's the gorgeous. same with her daughter. When she's like, nuts. "Let me do a face mask with my daughters." This was wonderful. Yeah, my favorite. The, and the first, tr- the first trick she pulled out of her hat was when she landed in Amsterdam when she was with Jesse in, in her first season, and they were driving home, and she goes, "So, should we change our Facebook statuses?" Yeah, and they had like just met, had just met, and she hadn't even Facetimed with him before. Right. What What do you think was wrong with Ash? Everything. Oh, oh, Ash is a, he's a liar. He's, he's just like a psychopath. A, yeah. Narcissist. Like a narcissist and, you know, a compulsive liar. And I think yeah. uh, that the lady, I forget the lady's name, yeah. but she was wonderful and uh, probably should have been kinder to herself and walked away a long she time She was like ago. the only quote unquote normal person on that show. No, because there was the moment where she went to her family's house before she went on the trip. She had two children that were sort of three and 18 months, so very yeah. young children. And she went to her parents' house and there's that moment where they're sitting on that giant sectional couch. She's explaining her plan that she's going to go to Australia and, you know, find out if this is real and if it's going to work. And her parents are just sitting there nodding and blinking and saying to themselves, <laughs> how did we get a daughter that has the absolute worst? Like, here we go. Whatever this is, is here we go again. Mm-hmm. When yeah. and we're just waiting till the day where we know we have to raise. Why don't you just leave the grandchildren here forever? Because that's yeah. what this is going to be. We're going to raise those kids, and they just sort of sit there and they nod, and you just know she has never done anything but choose the worst men, and and totally believe in it for every mm-hmm. every. What about you, Yolanda? I can't stop thinking about everybody now that we're talking about it. Oh, Yolanda. I love Was Yolanda. That the Nigerian Yolanda? scammer. She had the story that took place oh. over 48 hours. Williams. They stretched Williams. it over. The, they of stretched course. it for the whole season, but it took place in two days. <laughs> right, yeah, it was she went to get a smoothie, then she 
She bought a ticket, then she didn't buy a the ticket. The kids did one Google search and they yeah. were like, hey, this man isn't real. This is a fictional human being that you're falling in I hope with. she finds something, though. She was very sweet. I do. I think she was a very nice lady who just really wanted to find love, but also should not have internet access. No, and was still grieving 100%. the loss of her yeah. husband. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. let's get back to So she looks okay. younger, Brian. Okay. Okay. She's real. Okay. He looks 20, older than 22, so we don't look like Jenny and Sumit when we go out, but I'm still really uncomfortable with the age difference. My last serious relationship ended because my ex's parents felt I was too old for him. I was nine years older, and again, he pursued me, so I'm still pretty traumatized by that. My friends keep telling me that I'm wasting my time with a 22-year-old who is obviously not ready to be someone's life partner, something I am admittedly looking for. I don't know if I want kids, but I froze my eggs two years ago, so it's not a huge rush for me. But my ever-increasing age might be an issue for other men who do want kids. The thing is, he's a really kind and wonderful man who treats me with the utmost respect. Nevertheless, everyone keeps constantly reminding me not to fall for him because of his age. But isn't it stupid to refuse to let yourself go just because of a legal age gap? So what do, what should I do? Do I allow myself to fall for this wonderful man and potentially squander the opportunity to find a partner who's in the same life stages as me? And have children naturally, or do I cut it off before I start getting serious feelings for him? Kiss, kiss, taboo in Tel Aviv. Mm. This hmm. is exotic. It yeah. is. <laughs> There's a lot of ways this could break. Yeah, I, I just don't think that a 22-year-old dude who's gorgeous and writes his phone number on takeout orders is probably going to be your, uh, forever and always. That's my guess. Uh, that probably isn't fun to hear, but like he's he's got some other shit that he's got to work through and like grow into. He's not going to do, you know, uh 40-year-old lady stuff with you. It's just not happening. Did you grow up um did, was I know that you're you're half Jewish, right? That's right. Yeah. Did any did you ever did you do a birthright trip or anything? Did you go to Israel? No, ever? no, no. My okay. dad is uh, pretty like as non practicing as a human could be. So Got I I didn't learn anything. I I'm I only asking. I'm only asking because I've also never been there, and I just wonder: is there, Rana? You know, is there is there like are Israeli men? And I hate to stereotype here. Are they more mature by any chance? Like, mm. are they? That's a fair question. I don't know. There's two. They're different. I will say that. And maybe, the, but maybe they're not that different than, uh, I don't know, Eastern European men or something like that. The, the, it is a different kind of society because you do have mandatory service, of course, but it also means something because they're constantly, it, it's a place where it's a wonderful place to visit and live, and it's a very vibrant and alive place as a result of this. But it's also a place that is constantly in conflict with its neighbors, wherever you fall on that. We're not talking about politics. We're not talking about any of that. But that is just a fact, that there is always turmoil in the Middle East. And so when you serve in the army, there is the possibility that that you will be engaged in either warfare or whatever. Whereas most places in the world are not actively at war with anybody. Mm -hmm. And so even if there's mandatory service, it doesn't have the same threat or uh, realness that it has in a place like that. So there is a lot of toxic masculinity also in that culture, because you are raised to believe that you have a, a duty 
to serve the country and the society. And basically you're at war all the time. And that goes for other places as well. But we're just talking about whatever this guy might be carrying around. So part of that also is that there's often a lot of PTSD. And so a lot of these guys are a little better at not being attached. So when they date, they sort of, and again, I don't, he, this guy could be lovely. And he could be the perfect, there are women who, who date much younger men and who sort of age out of men in their age group and then find somebody much younger and they just want to have a family and have a kid and they don't mind being the breadwinner. And that's just, it's going to be a non-traditional setup, but it doesn't bother anybody and it works for them. But basically, of course, there are people for whom this works. It's a, it's a small percentage, I would say. I really especially think especially the, the I think it's different if a guy is in his 30s than it is if he's in his tw- I mean at least mm-hmm. the it guys really I has know. to do with who this guy is and where yeah. he's at. It doesn't really have to do with whether she's making the right decision or not making the right decision. It really has to do with are you trying to find a partner who wants to be invested in the relationship and part of the relationship and wants the same things as you on the same timeline. And however old that person is, it's fine. That guy could be, it's really not that different if she was dating a guy that was 60 and on his second marriage, because, I mean, it's different because that's a person who wants to be committed, but it's not that different in terms of at some point you're going to enter a stage of your life where you're going to lose your husband 20 years before everybody else, or your husband is going to lose his wife 20 years before everybody else, or it's not going to work out, or you're in different life stages. If this guy's totally perfect and dying to be committed and we really think that he is that mature, okay. But I I would say there's red flags over a 22-year-old. I think the the big, to your point, the biggest red flag is the kids factor of that because at 22 – you really have to, if even if she's saying, I'm not sure I want to have kids, but there is a real possibility, so much so that I froze my eggs, uh, then you really have to consider the fact that he might say, I, I wasn't planning on having kids for another 10 years, which then makes, uh, I assume, the ability to have kids almost uh, void at that point for, for her. I would not want to spend too much time trying to figure this out if I were her. If you mm-hmm. if you're you think 39, just cut to the chase with this guy, I think if you want to give this six months and see what happens and sort of right now you have no idea who this guy is. I mean, you know you enjoy his time, company. You're having a wonderful time. You're attracted to him. He's probably a lovely person. This could easily just be a timing situation. He has not even gone to college yet. She is a partner in a law firm. So at the moment they're in this honeymoon phase of everybody's having a great time hanging out, it's the summer, it's sexy, it's fun, it's all of the, that's all wonderful. But my guess is this is the guy before the guy that you settle down with. And what you're going to learn from this guy is that even though all that stuff is great, the stuff you don't have in common is the part where you're building a life with another person. Mm -hmm. And that this is sort of the last gasp of the kind of dating you do in your sort of 20s and 30s, 
if you're a person that wants to settle down. There are people that date like this for their whole lives and that's great. And they feel very fulfilled in their lives and they're not really looking for necessarily a long-term partner or to move that to a family space or whatever you want to call it. And that's great if that's how you built and that's what you want to do. But it seems like you sort of know. And also, Israel is a very family-focused society, mm-hmm. which is 100% why- They want why you married with kids. It's 100% why your last boyfriend's mother said, Gnug, on the old bag, who's nine years older than my son. <laughs> Truly. Because- in a weird way, there's something very refreshing about it, but there's also something very harsh about it, which is people people get into the algorithm and the brass tacks of it, which is mm-hmm. she's 38, he's 30, let's do the math. How many kids do they want to have? Well, the, she'd have to start that right now, and that's not what I want for my son. I want my son to have a young wife and a young family and blah, blah, blah. And if that guy had been strong enough, he would have stood up to his mother and said, well, too bad, because this is who I want. And that would have been that. So that didn't really go that way. And that's fine. Not every situation is perfect. But this is a society where people are going to say to you, what are we doing here? Langston, have you ever been in a big big age gap relationship? Uh, No. My... I tease my wife because she's a year older than me, and uh, I I make that clear everywhere we go. I I introduce her as a year older than me to most people. Uh, It's most thriller. But that's more just to uh, to cause havoc in her life than it is. Sure, that's a little. Sure, fun. do you talk? She talks about her young husband. Yes. yes. Well, she's yeah. not as proud of it as I. Yeah. Am. <laughs> sure. Uh, but that said, no, I've never had some giant age gap. But both my parents have have uh, married uh, people at certain points. My my mom and dad are thirteen years apart, so. It, it's very much possible, but it also tends, I find that an immature man is a lot harder to sort of make into a, a loving spouse than an immature woman is. That's my guess. This guy has a lot of living to do because even though the army makes you grow up in terms of, you know, maybe your manliness or whatever, your alphaness or that heightened sense of responsibility, a hypervigilance or whatever you want to call it, you still, now you're out of that. So you feel that you're entitled to start leaving your phone number on takeout bags Mm -hmm. and to see what the world is all about because you're responsible from 18 to 22 or however long the service is, you have a hyper responsibility. And now he's about to start college. And whether he knows it or he doesn't know it, there's a lot of living and growing. I mean, I'm guessing he doesn't even know if he's a person who's built that way, which is responsible, wants a career, et cetera. He's got a lot of living to do between and, have, and he doesn't really need a baby probably on top of all of that. Oh, would, no. this moment. would your answer be different if he had taped his number on top of her head? <laughs> if she found it supremely charming then yes because there aren't that many men out there that will tape their phone number to your head and there aren't that many women that want that and Listen, so that, i'd say they were made for each other that's, that's like one off. step behind like uh taking a big stick and like hitting her and totally. pulling her back to a cave so yeah that that seems exactly if right. you could pull that off 
And by the way, we also know now that she's not staying at his house uh, because he's 22. Not because right. he's got some fabulous apartment that she doesn't want him to think that she thinks she's moving in or something. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Langston. I mean, I would love an update from her, though. Me too. I would, I would, say, I would say give it, you know. Give it a couple of months, but my guess is that this is not built to last, and that yeah. is, and then and if you simply want, like because you were- it's timing, not because you're not old, you're you're old, or you're not gorgeous, or you're not terrific, or anything else. You're just in different places. And like life. you said, if you, if you want the answers about like I don't know if he wants, just get them because if you, especially if you think like there is another this piece of this work. question that we're not addressing though, which is that she's worried that she's aged out for men her age. And so I do think it's okay, of course, it's okay to date guys that are a few years younger than you or a few years older than you. I mean, anything you want, but it has to be somebody who wants the same things that you want. And it's also okay to want that on an accelerated timeline, to know what you want and to state that when you go into whatever your dating situation is. Now, Langston, every episode... We give something away to one of the people who wrote in. And it just is a feeling, whichever person who wrote in that we really think deserves this gift or should have Mm. this gift, I guess, that's who we do this for. So, Ronna, do you want to say what we're giving away? And then I'll do a quick recap. Uh, Well, this week we're going to do a gold belly gift card for people. Fabulous. Do you know what gold belly is, Lance? I don't. I was just going to play along with uh, enthusiasm. Gold belly is... (laughs) Gold Valley is a um, website that allows smaller restaurants and bakeries and things like that across the country to send delicious food to people. Oh, that's nice. So it's sort of one of those sort of the most delicious thing I've ever eaten. These cookies from here, these cupcakes from Crave in Texas, these Shake Shack kit from New York. And so they kind of aggregate it all in one place and then you can they'll ship it out to you. Okay. Yeah. Right. So- Rana is Gold Belly an American company because that actually does determine who. Yeah, we're that eliminates. To. Uh, oh, you're right. I guess we'll have to come up with something else. Oh, we don't huh. have to. We'll just excuse her. What's an her. international present that we can send in case we need? Because this, let's face it, I think we know who needs this. Whatever it is, <laughs> right? We could well, send her. We'll come up with. Let's figure out who we're picking. And let's just say they're going to get something fabulous. A day trip to Jerusalem, because she's in Tel Aviv. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Langston, I can't believe you didn't take advantage of Birthright. It was a free trip to Israel. Yeah, I didn't. uh, No one told you about it. Yeah, my dad wasn't uh, updating me on all the cool Jewish stuff. But you don't have to be religious. But even though your father wasn't religious at all, I am curious. Do you have wacky Jewish cousins and things like that? Yeah, they're they're nice people. I'm not gonna. I don't think they. I'd qualify them as wacky. They're like all. Uh, they're all doctors and going into medicine. Uh, and I'm the idiot who decided to go be silly. You on, have an MFA. I have an MFA. And you're a very which, successful comedian. Which, which I think lost me money. If anything, I think that that actually brought me down quite a bit in terms of uh, <laughs> my worth. Do you feel that it's soaked into you at all? Your Jewishness is my question. Do you think culturally you're Jewish in any way? Uh, only in ways that would offend and uh, make people uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I have, I have my father's nervousness. I have, uh, <laughs> I have sure. my father's neurosis. I don't know if that's uh, if that's something had, we want to attach directly to Jews. Do you think being Jewish informs your sense of humor at all? 
I I think so. I think that they're you know uh, certainly the mixing of cultures of yeah. obviously starts to introduce a type of comedy that even if it's not intentional is very funny. Of yes. like you know because you're very, always sort of observing. You're always a little bit on the outside of each thing. Yes, and so you can see it all. Yeah, there were a lot yeah. of like uh, sort of uh, Hanukkah celebrations that I didn't know the words to songs on and didn't know the proper etiquette of things. And that naturally teaches you like, all right, either I'm going to be a weirdo or I'm going to make this funny. Yes, and right. I completely yeah. understand that. Yeah. You know, it's all sort of gelling for me now. Um, what's happening? Oh. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's funny to me that we brought on a guest who not only is from the East Coast, like you are, Rana. But who also is well, Jewish, like you are, Rana. Educated yeah. on this. Educated That's fine. I'm just yeah. saying, like, <laughs> I see what's going on here. And if I'm being pushed out, I'm, I'm going to go screaming. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, Brian, Brian you don't thing- have to scream. You're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a moment. Okay, fine. The your, only your- thing Lang- Langston and I have only discussed a very intermittent guest hosting position for him. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not anything consistent. It's just, what are you talking about? It's, it's just, just gonna, a try it out situation. Trial run, sort of like Lynn Sanity, if that means anything to you. Just a, a temporary thing that'll happen for a while. Are we doing a swap? I know your show just launched, but am I <laughs> guest hosting yours? Jeremy Lynn is also going to be the first guest we have on the show. We would love to have Jeremy Lynn yeah. on the show. And now he was my... a point guard that went to Harvard, I believe. He did go to and Harvard. He, that's and right. he had about four minutes. Was he a point guard or is he just as tall as a point guard? No, he's a point guard. Uh, he had about four now minutes. I'm really being excluded. Four minutes I, of fame, mm-hmm. where he was he just tw- three points, three points, three points. He had 28 uh, games where he was one of the greatest players in the league, and then everybody was like, "Hey, we're going to start guarding this guy normal," and then he wasn't Over. good anymore. Poof. It was done. Yeah. Back to well, my, back to Ivy League basketball status. Well, you know what? At that, least yeah. when I, what's his name? Jeremy, Jeremy Lin. Lin. So like Jeremy Lin, <laughs> at least when I shown. Soft I shone. I shone brightly on the show. That's right. Don't worry, Lynx is way too busy with his other podcast <laughs> to come guest host Fine. on that. Brian has about six podcasts. I don't know if you know that. I've heard that. Yeah, one He's for each podcast, letter of the alphabet. Podcast mogul. <laughs> that's right. All right. So who? Okay, let's recap here. Now that's a good question. If we want to give something international. Let's decide who we're giving it to, and then I'm going to, for the first time ever on the fly, decide what the giveaway is. Are we giving it to Knives? Are we giving it, or no, Meat Thermometer, excuse me. Are we giving it to Meat Thermometer? Mm -hmm. My family's QAnon, uh, and my father's Jewish, and my mother's Italian, and I'm a wreck. Do you remember that play? (laughs) <laughs> yes. Why, why, it's called something like, my father's Italian, my mother's Jewish, why is everybody yelling at me? But it's something not really like called that. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. are we giving it to- And I'm Q- crazy. Right. The QAnon yeah. family. Yeah. Meat thermometer or age-defying relationship. Uh, may I start? I don't, I Please. don't know. Please. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. I personally feel that the the most deserving of the three of them is the age-defying relationship. I think you're right. She, I think, deserves uh, something good, even if that relationship doesn't end up being that something. I think that's a. I think that's right on the money. And I also think 
I actually think this girl's at an exciting moment in her life. Mm-hmm. I know I have another friend who, a young friend who's about her age that this exact thing happened to. She was having a torrid affair. I'm not kidding with the Israeli guy who had just gotten out of the army, who was starting his life. And the problem was that she started to put a little more expectation on the relationship. And what that really she needed to know about that, what that was telling her was whether she wanted to admit it or not, she was ready for more in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But she just wasn't going to get it from that guy. And yeah. so in a weird way, it's kind of exciting because what you're, but what, what you're telling, what you're finding out here is about what you really want. And so you just have to find the right person to have that with. And it's probably not this guy, even though he has wonderful qualities. Sure. It's probably just not the person that you can build that thing with. Rana, what are we going to send to this person in Israel? I am going to do a little digging and I am going to find the exact thing because I don't know really what's open right now in Tel Aviv and what's not open and, you know, because of the lockdown, et cetera, et cetera. My parents sent me a little wooden figurine from Bethlehem. Do you want me to send her that? I don't. <laughs> I absolutely don't. But if nothing else, if Manta Ray is still open, which is a fabulous restaurant right on the beach, I'll find out if they have gift certificates. And she can take herself out for a round of drinks with whoever her, not him, but with whoever her next, whoever she's had her eye on that's a little more age appropriate and just say, right. look, I got a gift certificate to Manta Ray. Let's go use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's like my that. idea. But I'll do a little digging. <laughs> or there's some fabulous places in Jaffa, which I absolutely love. Oh, Jaffa. right. Yeah. So okay. we'll f- I'll find something good. Okay. Langston Kerman. Please check out his new podcast. Say the name again. Please check out his new podcast. It's called My Mama Told Me, and it's it's on all the places that you can listen to podcasts. And what day and- does it come out? Uh, it, it came out August 18th and it's, it's available every Tuesday. A new episode drops every Tuesday. Uh, we come out on Tuesday. Well, so. that means they can go to his yeah. first and then ours or no, the other way. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. Brian, I but, like the way you think. But I the love truth it. is, the truth is what they should be doing is they should be subscribing. Subscribing to all of them. And Ron. then it'll be in, in their feed waiting for them whenever they're ready for it. And they don't have to remember it's Tuesday, but it always comes there waiting for them. That's right. And I believe you're just at Langston Kerman everywhere, right? In at Langston Kerman on the Instagram and the Twitter, and uh, I'm trying my best to never be on Facebook again on account of QAnon. I'm with you. <laughs> so, well, uh, I will keep you K-E-R-M-A-N. posted on Pizzagate. We can keep him posted on Pizzagate if he's not going to be on Facebook. Yes, please send me updates. Langston, it was an absolute pleasure. I Congratulations on all your fabulous success. Excited to listen to the show. All right, terrific. Have a fabulous weekend, dear. Thank do you. Do we want to do the cliffhanger or no? Ah! Oh, this is cl- easy McCheesy. I, I'm, I'm okay. out of my mind over here, Brian. I'm so sorry. You don't even you don't have to say for if you don't want. We just read a question that we answer on Patreon. So if you want to stay and listen to the question, you no, can. I want to hear also, this question. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, I feel I've I just now I feel like I have to go fire myself. Don't you dare. No, Ronna, don't Ryan do that for a second. Ryan and Langston should run, do the show together. You two do the show together. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> Ask Ronna with Brian and Langston. That's right. Yeah. We'll just flip the logo. It's Ronna, like Papa do you John's. Read the you'll, you'll leave, but Papa John's is still, it's still got your name on it. Correct. <laughs> okay. Let me read this cliffhanger then. Yeah. 
Dear Ron and Brian, and it really is Ron and Brian this time because it's just us on Patreon. I won't be there. Langston. I'll cut to the chase. I'm a klepto. Excuse me. All right. By the way, spelled wrong. <laughs> at least at least know what you are. If you're gonna say you something, know what you are. It's klepto with a K. Okay. No. Back in college, aka struggle times, I got in the habit of something I ironically call white privilege battering at the self-checkouts at major chains like Target. It's it started off innocently, pricing the organic single source coffee beans like store brand or accidentally scanning, scanning only one of the two bottles of soap I'm buying. Wow. However, I just turned 30 and I still do it. And believe it or not, it's only gotten worse. I've graduated to secretly ripping the tags on cheaper items and getting the fancier one, ringing up a $45 kitchen scale with the tag of a $9 one. I used to be open about it with loved ones, but have been shamed into silence because of their justified worry I'll be caught someday. For the record, I never got above items that are 50 bucks, which is the cutoff where stores will press charges if I was ever caught. (laughs) Boy, this is sort of sick. (laughs) After hearing Brian's story of his aunt gaslighting him into a life of crime, I felt seen. And Rana's comment about the women who steal and get the bill sent to their husbands, I felt I saw my future. I love the thrill and it quells my anxiety because for a brief moment, I'm in control of the world and I'm screwing over the system. It's a real high. So what do I do? I'm sure I could tackle it in therapy, but it's hard to not justify it in my head. Do I keep going till I'm caught and learn my lesson? Or do you two have any insight on how to kick a bad, if not thrilling, habit? With love, five finger discount. Mm. Wow! I can already tell Langston's upset. That wasn't his question. We I really wish episode. that was there instead yeah. of those. Uh, uh, the meat thermometers. Meat thermometer. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Langston. I apologize. It's okay. Well, we're gonna. Answer I should that have on... chosen was something more thrilling for you. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna answer that on patreon.com patreon.com slash ask Rana. If, if yeah. you're not in the slammer by the time this comes out, I hope you'll listen to it. Uh, <laughs> Five Finger Bandit or whatever her name was. Discount. Discount. All right. Langston Kerman, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was such a blast. All right. We'll see everybody on Patreon. Yeah. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.